I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Good afternoon and welcome to the COB, all the stuff you need to know in the day in business and markets. My name is Kyle Rotter. I'm with Danny Akuye. Danny, uh, our first, I suppose, episode of the COB together this week. So far, it's been a little bit sluggish, uh, it has to be said, after, you know, obviously what was a very positive week last week. Indeed, indeed. So we had quite a bit of profit taking after those RBA minutes, which I'm sure we'll be discussing. Mm. At discussing, not disgusting. <laughs> Some might find it disgusting. <laughs> And uh, so the market sold off by about, you know, four tenths of a percent. But look at that. We have had a little bit of a rally in the afternoon session. So SIBO, 2.77 points down or two tenths of a percent. And ASX 200, not too dissimilar, down to around 18 and a half points or a quarter of a percent. Yeah, and uh, well, just let's look at a couple of areas of the market that were, well, moving today. Uh, the banks actually did okay. In fact, if there was one bright spot, it was uh, the banks and perhaps even the big four in particular. Uh, NAB in, well, what was the uh, top five performers of the day up by 2.2%? It's also been one of the biggest underperformer. Yeah, so okay. it's probably some bottom fishing going on in that one, I suspect, or just catch up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, indeed. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, that's uh, the banks there. Let's have a look at IT as well. Also, in some the green. Coming through. Ah, I think Wisec. We follow this closely, don't we? But um, <laughs> I know you've got your handy uh, Comsec platform in front of you, so I probably should, uh, you know, be paid if I am saying that. But um, <laughs> you've got your platform in front of you. Is that a record high for Wisec? Because I, I think that's the, the previous high was about eighty sixty five. Right. I think we might have just. Uh, it actually was hit a, high. Hit a record high. Yeah, it's looking it's looking a little bit at that way. Eighty sixty eight. I have the last one. So uh, yeah, we'll yeah, call it yeah. And it's high. actually I think it actually traded as high as eighty one thirty eight today. So yeah, fifty two week high. Fifty two. Well, actually more all time. All time high. Yeah, time. there you go. Yeah. So why sec? Uh, we can pop the champagne for that one. Perhaps uh, there was a few other um, uh, tech names as well that performed uh, reasonably well today. Um, but well, the cyclicals not doing so well. It seems to be that overhang of the China story there to say the least. PHP, Rio Tinto down by, well, both around three quarters of a percent. Uh, Fortescue Metals and Outlier there bouncing 1.3%. Yeah. But generally speaking, we did see a lot of weakness coming through those um, metals and mining stocks. The energy uh, sector as well also not uh, holding up particularly well. Woodside Energy down by 1%. Solpat Pattinson down one percent and well i mean there's been a few updates from some of those companies but again it seems to be this story about china's weak economic activity yeah, that might be very yeah weighing on some of these uh, more cyclical areas of the market yeah absolutely i mean literally i think uh, you know so many traders are looking for the pollock bureau at the end of this month to come out with a big stimulation package which mm-hmm. will be really interesting because i saw today evergrande is still restructuring themselves with all their debt and um as many experts i speak to on china there is a hesitancy to go in by the authorities in china and pump up that property sector again 
again. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Yeah, a bit of a crisis of confidence over there and um, yeah, unable to sort of set off one of those virtuous cycles um, as the recovery sputters along. But it takes us reasonably well through our three themes. China is in there, uh, having a few issues with that uh, graphic, but it was effectively today, um, China, um, RBA? the RBA minutes, which mm-hmm. I thought the price action around that was very curious, just really because- It's a bit of a saw, nothing, really. Well, it came off slightly, which one would have expected mm. if it was sort of a, a hawkish statement, but we also saw the Aussie come off very briefly too before bouncing back. So there was some flat dislocation now. there. It is it is flat, uh, flat now, but um, again, some sort of atypical price action there. And I, I do wonder how much of uh, the RBA, not just talking down the prospects of our economy, but also sort of warning about some of the headwinds that China could pose may have, well, set a few of those algos off or something like Maybe. that, because um, it, it was um, a relationship between the Aussie and the ASX 200 that you wouldn't typically see if it was just a, a monetary policy story. Uh, but last but not least, the other thing was confession season. We're getting them through. And of course, normally the confessions aren't, well, if they're making them now, it's, it's normally not good news necessarily. We saw that with a few stocks. Absolutely. So Ansel, they are still struggling with lots of inventory issues. Are we going to talk about, is that stock of the day, Ansel? It will be stock of the day, Okay, yes, so I won't go we'll into we'll, it, well, but it's no, down we'll about... Go, we'll go into it now because we'll get our expert views in just a moment, but yeah. it, it is down, what, 13.5%? Yeah. And it, that, that overhang from the, the pandemic still sort of persists. In yeah, they've got to, they're basically cutting the workforce, they're cutting production, they're trying to save cash, they're trying to really, I suppose, right the ship because the distributors are still sitting on too much inventory for that one. So just cast your mind back, not only was it a pandemic beneficiary, but it has been one of the top healthcare stocks for many, many years. So it continuing to come under pressure. And that's a that's a chunky fall from grace today. And it looks like it's uh, well below its previous low that we saw uh, a year ago or sort of back in September last year. So not a pretty picture. Yes, the big plastic glove glut, we'll we'll call it. Um, There's too many out there. I don't know what we do. Do we throw in the ocean or something like that, like they do with milk and corn and all those sorts of things? No, (laughs) Danny's joking. I obviously say that in jest, but of course that is something that some businesses do with certain things that wouldn't kill all the wildlife in the ocean if it were to happen. Um, but let's move on uh, just to some other news. Hub was also in the news. Um, yeah. Funds under administration of just over $80 billion. But um, we saw on balance uh, outflows from the uh, the platform. It's um, actually down a percent today. And it was down 1% today too. So yeah. um, almost tying with that net wealth story that we covered last week around some of the difficulties confronted by some players in that space. Indeed, indeed. Uh, yeah, it's a very challenging space at the moment, particularly when markets aren't performing well for uh, these platforms to still getting the inflows that they want. Yeah, and uh, we, we spoke about Woodside before. It was down 1% today. Obviously, um, part of that is the energy complex, but also uh, the company delay. flags high costs and a delay at first oil production, and it's Sangomar Oil Project. That's in Senegal. Uh, that was after a cost and schedule review. So um, a few issues there that clearly is hitting production for the business. Uh, the shares, like I said before, were down about 1% for the session, a little bit over than that. Over that. Uh, but... As you flagged before, Danny, uh, the stock of the day, it was Ansel, and uh, we had Rudy Philippek van Dyke from FN Arena, as well as Philip Pepe from Shore and Partners sharing their views with David Gosh. Actually, think I would I would be more cautious. I wouldn't jump on board if I own the stock. 
I'll probably would, would, would stay the course. Um, I mean, you sell after it, it, it comes down. It's probably the same level as it was about a year ago, maybe a little bit further. Um, but I wouldn't jump on it. I think there's, right. there's, there's still potential for... The problem with, with a company like Ansel is, A, it's a manufacturer. That's, the second thing is it, it, it does have lots of competitors in, in at times, vital segments right. of its business. That's right. something it can't control. Inventories are a big, big problem. Um, for me, the uncertainty is too high. I would, uh, okay. at best, a halt. Term outlook uh, until the destocking occurs, it's probably uncertain. Having said that, it's a lot of negativity in the share price. It's almost a twelve month low. It is a good mm. long term buy. To quote Warren Buffett, yeah. low price point, yeah. replenishable goods. It is classic. It's a company all people should look at at some stage because yeah. the stuff wears out. You got to buy new stuff every yeah. year, every month. Just right now, when a company puts out that sort of trading update, it's not going to outperform anytime soon. No. I wouldn't throw it out with the bathwater. I would call it a hold. But clearly, you'll see a whole bunch of analyst downgrades overnight. It'll struggle it for the next foreseeable yeah, yeah. future. Okay. Well, um, certainly not running out to buy it by the sounds of things. No, very much hold. I mean, there's there's a lot of water under the bridge that has to happen with this stock, really, I suppose, for people to get excited about because it is just being downgrade after downgrade. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, let's get perhaps a view of our guests for the next 10 minutes or so. Henry Jennings from Marcus today. Uh, Henry, great to see you there. Um, obviously, Ansel was one of the big movers. Um, I mean, do you have a view on, on the stock, on the company at the moment? Because clearly it's in, well, something of the wars. Uh, it has been in the wards. Good afternoon, guys. Uh, Ansel very much was a winner, I guess, during COVID through various things, uh, especially the gloves and other hospital supplies. And we now have the hangover. And uh, we have a new CEO that's been there for a couple of years. And he, even he is talking about organisational change, calling out external earnings headwinds, FX, higher interest costs, higher tax costs, costs and also the great glove glut of 2023 and uh, they certainly are carrying too much stock and they need to get rid of it there is competition there uh, it's hard to see this one bouncing if you pardon the pun for a company that relies on rubber pricing uh, in the short term and uh, I would imagine we're going to get some uh, some earnings downgrades hell hath no fury like an analyst wronged and uh, we will see uh, downgrades to come in this one. No reason at all to buy. It looks like this one. I wouldn't be surprised if we got the strategic review from Neil Salmon and uh, we saw the company thrown into a little bit uh, of uh, a little bit of chaos as he tries to deal with some of these problems. So I'd certainly been avoiding it. It's never been on my radar. I must admit it's not one of my favourites. Too many uh, moving parts for this one. And obviously it has been a big winner from COVID. Who remembers COVID? That seems such a lifetime ago now. So let's, let's move on, shall we? Indeed, move on we shall. And I was just uh, looking at Lendlease, uh, Henry. They have, I know, sorry, a bit of a shock. It's just the share price came up in front of me and I forgot to remind uh, ourselves that they have actually laid off think another 10% of their workforce globally, about 740 people. And it just seems we have a bit of a confession season at the moment going on and a bit of not only companies downgrading, but also companies looking going, oh gosh, this isn't quite going according to plan. We might have to let some staff go. So are we seeing further signs? And I know you don't do macro, but you know, it's do easy. Anything. <laughs> it's 
I'll do anything for you, Danielle. You <laughs> thank know that. you, thank you. It seems like life is, you know, it's not getting any easier for companies at the moment. <laughs> and Lendlease is just another case in point. Well, it is a case in point, but let's face it, Lendlease has been on the nose for years now. It really has been a blue chip in decline into really irrelevance. I mean, I can't remember the last time we wrote about Lendlease in the news there. I can't remember the last time I even thought about Lendlease. It has been a company in decline. Obviously, you know, the RBA and other central banks want companies to shed workers. And in the US, we've seen it has been a, uh, a, a recipe for stock market appreciation, a big clap from uh, investors, as we've seen tech companies and other companies around the world shed workers, sack people, lay them off, whatever you want to call it, and uh, the market has rewarded them. Lend-lease is just the long line of this. I, I guess less people doing more things, more work, uh, probably for less money, I would imagine. But uh, as I say, Lend-lease has been a stock in decline for some time, and it really has been uh, out of the sort of, it's gone from blue chip to, um, I don't know what the next color in the rainbow is, but it's certainly no longer a blue chip stock, that's for sure. Uh, you know, I think we're gonna see more of this as we go forward. I mean, that's the whole point of interest rate rises and uh, the macro management of the economy through that one heavy weapon, that one very, um, you know, it's a very blunt instrument, but this is obviously what central banks want. They don't want one or two people to be made redundant. They ultimately want, uh, you know, big, parts of the economy to restructure slightly and take some of the sting out of the inflation. And this is just part of that. But certainly, yes, there have been a few confessions around this today. Uh, Ansel, uh, Len Lease, I'm not sure if that counts as a confession, but certainly as we head towards reporting season, I'm actually surprised that we haven't seen more. We do get a lot of production reports this week as well, but we haven't seen that many uh, confessions. The market tends to be uh, pretty well updated and it's unusual uh, to get massive surprises. Having said that, the reaction to even a small surprise is massive these days. And we've seen that with some stocks. You know, Ansel, 15% down on that. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, we have seen stocks being rapidly re-rated in seconds uh, on the back of uh, even a minor adjustment to, uh, to guidance. So volatility remains is the answer. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one source of volatility, of course, from the macro, and I guess to an extent micro point of view, as well as just um, this issue around Chinese growth. The RBA uh, pointed to it today in its minutes. The market seems to be responding to those weak GDP figures yesterday still. Obviously, you're someone who keeps a pretty close eye, well, especially small caps and some of the, com uh, the companies that are sensitive to, to Chinese growth. I mean, how are you viewing that at the moment? I suppose it's kind of just waiting for, for stronger signs that uh, policymakers will, will support economic activity. Is it? I don't know it is. Uh, let's face it. You know, the US banks are downgrading their Chinese GDP to 5%. Most countries around the world would give their eye teeth for 5% growth, let alone the second biggest economy in the world having a 5% GDP growth when the, the rest of the world is slowing rapidly. That, it, to me, is a pretty big number. I know it's below forecast, but then sometimes I'm not sure what the forecasters are smoking, to be honest. But 5%, even though that's being downgraded, that is still a whacking great big number for the second biggest economy. You know, the US is growing at next to nothing. We're growing at next to nothing. The UK is going backwards and Europe struggling. China, 5%. That seems to me, in the land of the one-eyed king, 
Well, in the land of the blind, rather, the one-eyed king is uh, the one-eyed man is king, and that does seem to be good. So I'm not expecting bazooka-like stimulus from uh, the Chinese authorities this time around. They've done that; they've played that game. It hasn't necessarily worked. Uh, I think it's going to be more a sort of a slow and steady uh, and a re-engagement, I guess, with the West to some extent, hopefully, anyway. So uh, I'm not expecting bazooka, but I am expecting, uh, you know, five percent still. It's not bad, is it? I mean, let's face it. No, not bad, but it's always about expectations, isn't it, Henry? And um... whose? <laughs> it's only because we we get analysts that pump up our expectations, and then we all get carried away with those expectations. And then when they come back to reality, and I think five percent was what the Chinese authorities were targeting anyway. Uh, it was only when they up. Let's face it, most of these upgrades and downgrades are used to create business and to create trading opportunities. The same as the RBA minutes today. I mean, the market dropped 20 points in the flash of an eye. Uh, and then it just spent the rest of the day regaining it. I mean, nothing really changed. The minutes were as expected. Indeed, they were. Look, Henry, thank you so much. Always great to see you. Great to have your commentary and great to have Pleasure. your humour. Thanks. Henry, Henry Jennings there from Marcus today. OK, let's get across from the leaders and laggards now, shall we? Uh, starting off with the leaders and uh, NW Holdings. Uh, now, I don't know if uh, it had anything to do with this news, but uh, entered into an agreement and uh, I can't remember who it was with off the off the top of my head. Uh, you might be able to, to clarify uh, for me. It was uh, yesterday afternoon, but um, it might only be coincidental, um, but it was higher the, by 4.9% today. Sorry, gone. Yeah, it's entered into a contract with the Toowoomba Regional Council for works under the 2022 flood recovery project. And um, so works will be undertaken on more than two and a half thousand individual sites. And the contract is valued at around $113 million. And uh, that could well be why the stock popped so nicely today. It was the uh, the top performer for the market. Uh, Block also up, net wealth bouncing uh, after, well, pulling back over the last few days, certainly at the back end of last week. And uh, as I flagged a little earlier, NAB, uh, one of the lead banks there, up by 2.2%. Laggards now, uh, there were a few of them. We've already spoken oh, about Ansel. It's Syrah. down 13.7%. Syrah had another production update now and pointed to tough trading conditions to come. Ooh. So it just keeps getting worse for that stock, really. Um, almost starting to look like capitulation there. Um, but uh, who's to say, down 16%. Uh, Horizon 2 yep. also out with an update. Um, yeah, which disappointed, obviously. Was another disappointing one. Yeah, exactly. So again, these are another victim of confession season. Lend-lease, uh, well, we've just spoken cutting about that. Staff. With, yep. Cutting staff staff with uh, Henry was saying that Nickel Industries, that might just be a one of those um, cyclical names that we spoke about underperforming. I don't know if there was any news necessarily out of Nickel Industries, um, but you can see there, well, some, some pain being worn from some company shares there. Yeah, and also too, just uh, it's sort of like, you know, uh, warning shots over the bow that this could be a pretty volatile earning season. So the companies may come in with results in line with expectations, but should their outlook disappoint, you know, it, it is a case where certain things on these low volumes that we're apparently having mm. uh, get taken out and, uh, well, they're chunky moves. Companies like Ansel are 14% almost. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's uh, look at some more chunky moves now because small caps, uh, leaders on laggards. Um, High pages. Do you know what that is? No. Yeah. Well, I know what it is, but I don't know the announcement. Yes. Well, no, no. I don't even know what that company is. I would, I would have called it Hippages. 
Shall we move swiftly on? Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I just high pages and that's how you were saying. Yeah, so we speak, uh, speaking about that all the time, that's on there. Um, okay, let's go to the laggards now. And uh, Poseidon Nickel, there must be a nickel there story there if we've um, seen nickel mines as well as Poseidon Nickel off. Um, not too sure necessarily what that is. Um, but uh, as you can see there, um, a few oh, of the- coal uh, of almost 7%, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Okay, let's, um, let's move on to what's happening overnight now because there's a little bit of news from both the macro and micro point of view. Uh, Canadian CPI will be interesting because we yep. did have uh, the Bank of Canada uh, hiking interest rates last uh, week and actually a great time for a, a somewhat shameless uh, uh, plug because you yes. did have a chat with a fairly high profile Canadian economist today. Yes, David Rosenberg, who uh, is famous for having called the property bubble pre-GFC and calling that when he was at Merrill Lynch, very highly rated consultant, uh, economist and expert. And just a great chat with him today. He's looking for inflation to really fall off a cliff next year. He is seeing a US recession, but he also pointed out the Canadian uh, Central Bank will raise another two times and we were just drawing a bit of a comparison between Australia and Canada. Yes, and well, if it's a race, we'd be certainly losing to the Canadians on that one. Um, US retail sales, also important just to get a gauge, obviously, on consumer activity in the States, which, well, I suppose remains relatively strong, certainly not at recessionary levels, uh, and industrial production. So uh, I plugged this one in yesterday, Danny. I think I might go back to this well a few times this week, just because it's a good chart. Earnings in the week ahead and uh, well, we can have Lots. a look at what's coming up tonight. Bank of America, Charles Schwab and Morgan Stanley, probably the three there that might, yep. uh, well, I suppose inform the most how trade unfolds in the early stages of, uh, well, US trade tonight. Um, but you can also see at the back end of the week, it's, uh, it's pretty busy. Yeah, and Wednesday is a big one because we have the uh, mighty Tesla and Netflix coming out um, after the close on Wednesday, which is Thursday morning our time. Always fun. And uh, last but not least, look at uh, what's coming up in the day ahead tomorrow. And uh, just a few production reports there. Northern Star, one of them. Woodside, another. Uh, what's BPT? Is it Beach again? I can't remember. Uh, BPT, yes, Beach. Yeah, yep. okay. And uh, okay. Northern Star, Woodside, and I'm not sure what MSV is. Well, there you go. Nevertheless, confession season, production reports. We might see some further volatility in certain names as we get uh, some of that dirty laundry aired before uh, the reporting period. But Danny, uh, big day, long day, busy long day. Long day, busy day, haven't finished yet. So we're going to say have a great evening and uh, we'll see you all tomorrow. <laughs>mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.